Welcome to the Wellness Pie Shop, where each episode we delve into a different slice of wellness in hopes of nourishing ourselves. With the help of special guests and a little of our own irreverent insight, we'll dive into some of the ingredients that make up the whole of Wellness Pie. We're your hosts, Dina Searden. And I'm Rachel Paez. Thanks for joining us. Now grab a cup of tea, sit back and relax, and enjoy a piece of Wellness Pie. Welcome to episode four of the Wellness Pie Shop. I'm Dina Searden. Today's going to be a little bit unusual because our co-host Rachel Brodsky is not going to be able to be with us. Unfortunately, she had a loss in her life. A very dear friend of hers committed suicide last Tuesday, and she is trying to manage that emotionally for her. So while she's not going to be here and we won't have a guest on for this week's episode, I did want to talk about what that means, both to the person who committed suicide and also for those they left behind. Um, Suicide is obviously one of the most profoundly tragic experiences those who are left behind can have. And when I was thinking about it, I was thinking about all the people in my life that I have known that have committed suicide I make it sound like it was a lot, but it, it, it wasn't. It, it's been maybe four, four people and then a couple of clients that I've had. So maybe six people total. And I understand that profound depression, something our guest Julie Cannon a couple of weeks ago called a dark night of the soul. I've had that same experience. I've, I've been there. I, I totally get it. I know what it feels like when everything seems so bleak and there doesn't feel as though there's a way out and suicide feels like a really good option. And as I've thought about it in the context of Wellness Pie Shop and what we talk about here, I wondered if it might be our values bumping up against the wall of our current situation. Caveat here. What I'm talking about is not related to severe mental illness like schizophrenia or bipolar disorder, which clearly can impact a person's decision to take their own life in ways that values would not. I'm just talking about values today. I just want to make that differentiation. Speaking for myself, I know that I buried my values so deep within me to hide them from myself to struggle through life, to figure out who I truly was. Those values got buried because of trauma in my childhood and then really bad choices when I was older. When I think about those times when suicide felt like an option, I couldn't feel my values. I couldn't feel myself. I didn't know who Dina was. I didn't know how to make me known. So if I were to make my needs known, or had I made my needs known, would I have felt as desperate in those times? I I don't know. Something for you, our listeners, to consider, and I would love to hear back and get some feedback on that. Do our values have any impact on our desire to live? And... 
In my opinion, yes. In my opinion, our values are what often keep us alive and drive us forward. A lot of people don't believe in suicide, don't believe that it's a good option um, or that it is an option at all. There are lots of people out there that have never ever considered it. And there are a lot of people who have considered it and a lot of people who have attempted and sadly, many, many who have succeeded. So what is it that drives a person to that place? If we think about it in terms of values and not allowing ourselves to meet those values, to engage in those values, if those values are suppressed, if we are not living authentically, if we are not able to express ourselves in a way that is in alignment with our, with our values, that can certainly cause anxiety and depression. There's no question about that. And, <clears throat> and if we keep our beliefs and our values to ourselves buried beneath intoxication, buried beneath fear, buried beneath societal values, societal, societal pressures, then that's a perfect recipe for feeling like I need to get out. I can't take this anymore. Maybe I'm gonna drive off a cliff. Maybe I'm going to overdose on pills. Maybe I'm going to take my gun and shoot myself in the head. Whatever it is, um, sadly, you know, for every human being, there's a different way to do it. Or get in, when we cannot get in touch with who we are, when we lose sight of that, I think we lose sight of our reasons for living. And that's really a profound loss. And as time goes by and we are unable to engage ourselves in activities or relationships that enhance the growth of our selves as a spiritual or valuable being, we go further into that hole and that depressive state and that idea that the world might be better off without us. Suicide is an incredibly complex issue. I'm not, I'm not trying to say that I'm going to saying people commit suicide because they're not living in alignment with their values is oversimplifying the problem to the point that it's ridiculous. However, I do believe that there is a component in the desire to live and conversely in the desire to die or to no longer be in this world that does have to do with values. If you, if, if I'm living authentically and in my true self with my values intact, I'm not going to feel like I want to leave. I'm going to be passionate in my life and about my life and what I'm doing and how I'm helping. I feel a purpose. And it's in those moments when I've been clouded and not understanding who I am that I've gotten into that dark place. I think the dark night of the soul for me was about not knowing me. And that's still a journey that I'm on and I don't know that I'll truly ever understand or know who I am, but I'm working on it. Identifying my values was a first step. I have a number of friends who have lost loved ones, brothers, sisters, parents. My great grandfather committed suicide during the depression. He hung himself and my grandfather found him hanging in the garage of their family home. And I think about that and 
what a horrible thing to find for a child. And I talk to my friends who have lost loved ones to suicide and the legacy that leaves is one that mm, just, uh, it's a huge crater. It's a crater that can't be made up by any other relationships in the world. And so that's why our job, my job as a social worker, as a clinical social worker, as a therapist, is to help people to uncover who they are, where they find meaning, what their values are, what their passions are. I think if we can tap into those things and to truly believe that we have worth, and if we have value, if we have values, then we have worth. Something to think about. I was moved to tears yesterday listening to a song and thinking about this little girl who had lost her grandfather and how much he meant to her. And a lot of people who were reacting this on YouTube to this song teared up and they all had a, an experience, a grief experience that they could apply to the words of this song or that the words of this song could apply to. Grief is universal. We all know it. And yet, for those who take their own lives, they've disconnected. They've disconnected to the people in their lives. They feel like they have nobody or that the people that are there would be better off without them because their self-worth, their, their, how they value themselves is so much less than how others in their lives value them. And if we could only somehow inject that belief that we have of others into those that are hurting so much, maybe we could prevent some of these suicides. Maybe we could help people to get past that point of jumping off the cliff, falling into the pit, bring some light into that dark night of the soul. And we've talked a lot already about connections with others. And it's those connections and those energies that bind us. And when someone commits suicide, the energy is suddenly disconnected. And it's, it's suddenly disconnected and it's purposely disconnected. And I think that's one of the hardest things for survivors to get their minds around is that this energy, energetic body that I was exchanging my energy with is suddenly no longer there. And they chose to separate from me. And how, how dare they? And, and I think that leaves the survivor feeling that they've done something wrong, that somehow they should have known because I'm energetically connected to this other human being who's now left the world why didn't I know that? Why didn't my energy pick up on their energy? And it's, it's a conundrum. It's a conundrum. And I don't have any answers. And I feel for those of you who are grieving right now for those whom you've lost due to suicide and just those who you've lost for any other reasons. There's, this year has been tough. We've all been dealing with loss Maybe not the finite loss of, you know, a death, although many people have experienced that. Over a quarter of a million people have died, and every single one of those people were connected and to families and friends and 
that has left a gaping hole. And for those who might be considering removing themselves from the pain that this world can generate, if I could just implore you to consider just for a moment to step outside, to jump in a helicopter over your life and look down and tell me that you have no connection. Tell me that you have no one that would be impacted by your leaving this earth. And for those who are left behind after someone has suicided, how do you make sense of it? How do we make sense of it? I think the most important thing to remember is this is not about you. It was not your choice. It was not your doing. And while you can guilt yourself, maybe you had a fight with the person, maybe you had a breakup, maybe you told the person, I don't wanna have anything to do with you while you're using drugs or alcohol. Remember, you need to take care of yourself too. If you can't be there for yourself, you cannot expect to be there for someone else. And that's what we talk about all the time. Maybe not here on this show, but on my, <laughs> my, my clients. Uh, this is, is sad, it's tragic, and we want to be able to be there, and it happens. It happens. Feeling guilty, questioning, being angry, all of those are normal grief responses. I don't know that I can give you anything else. Um, next week, we should be back to our usual format. Rachel will be back, uh, we're hoping, and we'll have a special guest with us who I think will be very entertaining and insightful. In the meantime, please treat yourselves gently. Treat yourselves with the kind of care and compassion that you would for others. We are always hardest on ourselves and especially during this pandemic, especially during this time of lockdown. And uh, it's easy to neglect our true, our true needs because we want to cover it up, whether that covering up is running, 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 which is what I used to do. That was how I covered up my emotion. If I run far enough, if I run hard enough, if I'm in enough physical pain, that emotional pain won't be there anymore. I won't have to feel it. Now I, I, I've done pretty good. I am now in physical pain so much of the time because I ran so much. I gave myself stress fractures in my back and I've um, got a herniated disc. So that pretty much sucks. Um, but it's also slowed me down to the point where now I'm doing these podcasts and I'm having weekly calls with friends who are also trying to discover ways to be more connected with the self. So as I said, uh, be gentle with yourselves, be gentle with others, be compassionate, be safe, wear your masks. And we will see you next week on the Wellness Pie Shop. Thank you all for listening. Bye-bye.